0: Thank you for joining the podcast. I do realize there are so many options available, and the fact that you chose to listen to this podcast means a lot to me. My name is Sharon Feckety. I am the host of The Dr. Whisperer Show. I am also the founder of The Dr. Whisperer. So basically, I am The Dr. Whisperer. We are going to navigate through the business of medicine together. We're going to feature some doctors, some healthcare attorneys, some patients, some practice managers, people that will help you navigate through this industry. So thanks for joining us. If you are enjoying the podcast and you think somebody else could benefit from it, share it with them or write a review or both. Thanks again. 2021, we're coming for you and we're going to get through this together. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the show. This is a very exciting day for me. I'm not sure about you, but if you are in the healthcare space or an RN or an LPN or a healer, you are certainly going to want to hear this conversation that I'm having today with Karen Schabel, all the way from Canada, who is a retired RN, a certified life and weight coach, and and a certified psychology of eating coach, which I'm so As I've mentioned before, in the beginnings of my shows, so curious and so interested. So I'll be learning right along with you. And again, I have another guest from Clubhouse. So if you're not sick of me talking about Clubhouse yet, maybe you will after you get to meet really great, great people that um, have the same goal and that's to help others. So thank you for joining us, audience. And thank you, Karen, so much for being here today. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for letting me be
1: part of it. And yeah, Clubhouse, you get to meet such amazing, amazing people there. And then like my, why I go on there is yeah, to help, help as many nurses. I work with nurses, but even other people too. What
0: I teach and what I do like pertains to anybody. Yes, totally. But it's so nice to have this little niche of the Your own life has been a nurse and surrounded by nurses. So, how great is it for you to be able to carry that out? All right. So, selfishly, I'm super interested in your story, Karen. So, that's really where I'd like to start because I know you've had your own weight loss journey, and a lot of it was surrounding what you're doing for a living. So, Karen, take it away. Please tell the audience a little bit of your background and how you ended up getting certified and doing what you're doing today.
1: Okay, thank you. So yeah, I was one of my clients for many, many, many years. And that's why I, I love doing what I'm doing. So for me, uh, my weight struggles started, you know, it's almost like I I can't remember too much, but like at about age eight, Mm -hmm. I remember starting to get larger than I had some struggles with my dad. And you know, He was the old traditional Ukrainian guy that disciplined and but yet I took so much of it on that there was something wrong with me. So that's where my journey started was my I took that on my mom felt bad and so she just tried to comfort me with food. Mm -hmm. So I just learned that food was what you turn to. That's like how you cope in life. And so just over the years like I was very large. I was bullied as a kid and I just felt like I was not good enough. I don't fit in. And it, like, that was sort of my progression of struggle weight. And then at age 17, that was my first diet. Mm-hmm. And I was great. I'm great at dieting. I lost like 60, 50 pounds in six weeks by doing <laughs> extreme dieting, mm-hmm. extreme weight loss. And we've all done it. Yes and we so that- yeah and that's that set me off for um 30 years of dieting like i spent like years and years i did them all the diets i'd lose i would gain and that just led me to be depressed and anxious And, you know, working as a nurse, too, and raising a family, I was stressed out, overly busy, I gave all like I, I gave to everybody. And that's what the nurses do. We are so good at looking after everybody else. But ourselves, we put ourselves last. And so at age 42, I hit a rock bottom, like mentally. So when you talk about the mental health, mm-hmm. like I was at a point where mentally, like I didn't know if I could do this anymore, my life. And I, I just, I now think, oh my goodness, how I could even get there. But when you've had this constant struggle of beating yourself up over the years and years and all of that, and then I was physically unwell, I was a hundred pounds heavier. Mm-hmm. And so at age 42 I said I can't do this anymore. Like my whole life is my children. I never want to do anything like like take my own life or do anything like that. What would that do for them? And mm-hmm. so that was when it's like no, I'm it's time to do something different. So I found a group coaching program. And it wasn't for weight loss, it was working on your inner self. Love it. And starting to take look at you know how can I look after myself? and looking at my beliefs and everything. And my whole life changed from that point on. like, I just, I just so grateful. I got the confidence I never had before and the self-worth and the self-esteem. And I then, because of that and working on myself, I lost a hundred pounds. It wasn't, I lost the weight and my life shifted. My life shifted and then I lost the hundred pounds. And so I kept working as a nurse and, you know, I've, I've kept it off. And the last place I worked was at the bariatric clinic where everybody, you know, people go for that stomach surgery to lose weight. And I knew what it took, like the surgery is okay. Like, I don't, don't think anything against it, but it's a tool. But if you haven't done the inner work it doesn't, you gain the weight back again. And so I saw my clients gaining that weight back and I knew what they needed. And that's when I said, I just, it broke my heart every day going to work knowing I can't really do too much for them because I'm a little tiny person in this big wheel of the healthcare industry. Mm -hmm. So that's when I left. And actually I, I left and I started a nutrition clinic. So I had a dietitian and a nutritionist working for me. So I got even better on the food, like I, I knew what healthy was if I didn't know it before I did. But my clients still were struggling because they were still focused on the food, even though I was trying to bring the other aspect in they you give them a food plan, tell them what to eat, that's it. So I left it and then I got certified in this at the psychology of eating um, institute and it was all working on the inner mm-hmm. and then at the life coach school to get sort of as a life and weight coach. And from that point on, then I started working. I started working with just like women. And then last this just this year, I shifted to working with nurses because that's where my passion is. I was one of them. I understand what they're going through. Mm-hmm. And you know, with everything too going on right now, they are so stressed and they are like running around so busy and life. And I thought, no, I, that's where my passion is. And
0: so, um, yeah, so that's, that's how good. I ended up here. That's amazing. So I want to kind of dissect it a little bit with you. Um, of course, even when you said, I lost all this weight, I worked on me and then the weight came off. But even when helping others, they're so focused on the food on the food. What do you think that shift was about? Like, when did you feel that it it never was about the food? It was always about the internal work. And and let's try together if we can to dissect that just a little bit more so people can understand that. Because if my brain immediately I hear that you've lost hundred pounds. I'm immediate, how did she do it, right? And, and tell me exactly what you did and I'm gonna follow the exact same plan and I'm gonna do the same thing. So, and I mean, I know myself now going through all of that I, I don't actually know a woman today in the world that has not tried a ton of different diets and, and then gained all the way back. I have gone through it myself. Um, and we know everybody is struggling um, within this time. I'm not even calling it what it is. We all know already the time that we're living in. Um, what do you think that where when was that connection made for you, and and how do you separate that from the actual food? So what really
1: changed everything for me was like when I I shared with you, like at age eight, how I learned how to cope in life Mm -hmm. by, by eating food was giving me comfort. And when I started working on the thought, like, so why I ended up having such a a food problem and why a lot of us keep having this struggle is, is we can follow a, a diet, right? Like I can tell you what to eat, but when life happens, what do you do you're not sticking to that you end up doing that overeating and you're we're overeating because of what's going on in our head Mm -hmm. the thoughts we have about ourselves the thoughts about what's going on and that creates a feeling inside of us and we don't like that feeling it's uncomfortable and so we go and grab something to eat to feel better so that was where i started figuring out was First off, I started working like this, this group coaching program was just starting about the thoughts. And so I started paying attention to like what I was saying to myself. Yeah, Like, I just thought it was like, I didn't even pay attention, like all the nasty things I would say to myself and hurtful things and, and just all of that. And the things I believed about myself and made me feel really terrible about myself And it didn't feel good. So I I ate to feel better. So I started working on telling myself a whole different story. Mm -hmm. Because we think this is true what we're thinking. But it actually is just our thoughts. And if it's just our thoughts, we can choose to think something different. Mm -hmm. So that was the big part of it. And then the other part was, is allowing myself to feel negative emotions. Because negative emotions are bad. Like we're brought up to think they're bad and like, you know, oh, go, you're sad. Okay. Well, stop feeling sad. You know, here's some food, make yourself feel happier. But when you allow yourself to have those feelings, mm-hmm. you're really not that big of a deal anymore.
0: True. And then we don't need to eat. Right. So what have you done um, now as the thought comes, you're like, I would really love to eat that entire bowl of ice cream by myself, or not just the bowl, how about the gallon? Yeah. What do you do when that, because it's the thought, yeah. what has what your, been your practice and what do you share with your clients when that comes along?
1: Well, first off, let's, draw, let's sort of go back a bit. What I teach my clients is they do 24-hour planning. Mm. So they can do it the night before the morning. They plan out what they're going to eat for the day. Mm-hmm. And it's not a should eat, like it's a realistic, if they're eating burgers and fries for breakfast, lunch, and supper in the beginning, they put that on there. And like, for me, like you talk about ice cream, ice cream was my go-to, like I would eat out the bucket when I first started. So I would put on bucket of ice cream. Mm -hmm. And then I allow it because when you allow yourself to have it, then you actually learn that, do I really like this? Do I really want this? And so I would go from the bucket to then a smaller bowl, then a smaller bowl. And now years later, I don't even really want it anymore. Mm -hmm. So that's the first step is first allowing yourself to have it, but you have to plan it on there. If you don't plan it on and then your brain goes to, I want it. Mm -hmm. Then you, you first say you can have whatever you want. We'll plan it on tomorrow. And then it releases such a hold on you. The other thing is, is like, really ask yourself, like, why do I really want it? Like, start questioning that, that thought you're having. Like, why do I really want it? What actually do I really want in this moment? And really start challenging what your brain is telling you. Mm-hmm. Because exactly. a lot of our thoughts are in the background. They're, they're, they're unconscious. They're, they're habitual. And we've got to then challenge them.
0: Sure. And have you been able to replace them with, you know, finding I will share for myself, I found and it took me a long time to realize that I hate the gym. And I don't have any problem saying it. I have never liked the gym. I never enjoyed going. I always was comparing myself. Um, I like to work and I'd like to go to spin classes because they were mostly in the dark. And um, it wasn't about watching each other, and was all inside of my head. I realized this today, and this many many years ago. But I love riding my bicycle, and I love working out at home, and I love working out alone. I really do. That's what I enjoy. But you know, there's so much pressure to join this and to be a part of this. And I have found for me um, that really walking is fantastic, right? Just moving a muscle to change that thought. So is that part of, of the program that you provide for your nurses? Absolutely. What I teach my clients is, is you have
1: to find what you will enjoy. Like there's no have to do nothing. Like I'm like you, I'm a, I love my running and Mm -hmm. I do by myself. Yeah, but I had that same thing. Oh, I should go to the gym or I should do that. But what I teach my clients is it's exercise. It's not exercise. It's movement because we should never focus on exercising to lose weight Right. because right. if you do that, you'll never keep it up. So it's really about finding movement. How can you move and walking is a fantastic one, but how can you do something that you will enjoy because when you enjoy it, then you look forward to doing it and then you keep doing it and doing it. And then that just builds momentum to keep going and keep continuing. And the other thing is, is like when we tell ourselves we have to, then we're just going to like, we're just going to resist. So it's like saying, no, I choose to go for a walk
0: because that's looking after myself. Right, absolutely. Let's talk about your nurses. Let's talk about the whole nursing industry. (laughs) So, um, personal experience, I shared this a little bit with you. You know, I from New York to Florida, I've always had wonderful nurses in my life. I've always actually been so fascinated by nurses in general because, really and truly, the caretakers of the caretakers. If you have a nurse in your life, a friend, a family member, you're set. You don't have to worry about a thing. Somebody is going to be advocating for you for the rest of your life. And I've, because I don't have the clinical desire myself, I always stuck to the business of- They are the only ones that are integrated with Zoom. And if you mention this podcast or you mention the Facebook show, they're going to hook you up with three months for free. Follow them on Facebook and on Instagram. TIE Technology Rocks. Of medicine, but I would watch my nurses really just from afar taking care of so many people, not just their patients their spouses and their children and their parents and their sisters and their brothers. And I would see them just sitting at the tables, just eating and the worst choices of food. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I knew because of my own struggles and my own um, self-help journey and, and journey to spirit through these 26 years, I knew it wasn't ever about them being hungry I knew it was this, you know, mechanism, but I never got involved with that. I would try, I mentioned to you before, I would bring in a nutritionist or I bring in like a chiropractor or we, I would talk about healthy eating and they were like, let's just do an ice cream social. Cause the stress of what you do as a nurse for a living is beyond anything. And the stress from the doctors too, let's, you know, call spade a spade, you know, you're doing, you're setting everything up for this physician to come in and come out. And there's so... There's just so much to the nursing industry. Can you share a little bit about how it affected you and how you see it affects others today?
1: Oh, yeah. I was one of those, like I shared, busy, stressed out nurses. And I remember like being on a diet and being so good, like trying so hard. And then the donuts were in the lunchroom and that was it. I was done. (laughs) Or I was a really good sneaker too. Like I like show my, everybody I was doing so good. But then the minute somebody wasn't there, I would grab it and eat oh, it for oh, yes. Sunday. I know. I'm like, who am I kidding here? Right. right. So like cats ain't working. <laughs> no, I know. I'm like, Oh, but I didn't know any different. Right. And what I really now understand and see and, and what happened with me is like this stress, like it's so heavy. Like it is a very, like feel it in your body when you're stressed, like it's heavy in your body. And as a nurse, like you're, like you shared you're giving and you're doing for everybody else and you're feeling really heavy. And all you want is relief. Right. And the food gave us relief. Like it gave me relief because I didn't know any other way. Right. Like I didn't know what it meant to say no To somebody that needed something more from me. I just said yes to everything because I thought, well, I don't want them, you know, not liking me if I say no. Mm -hmm. So I, I, like I was a people pleaser. That's part of it too. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of nurses are, we're people pleasers, we're giving, we're doing And so we're so depleting ourselves. And so when we talk about that stress, we've got the work stress, right? And you go into work and the doctors come and change the orders or, you know, you get this other, another patient to look after, or there, there's something goes wrong and you're running in a chaotic mode and like, you're literally on all the time. And then the minute you get home, you're just like, you're done. Like food is TV and food and let's just zone out. Mm -hmm. And so what I found, how I went through, I still was a nurse and I lost that weight was I didn't, I had to look at it on, okay, this is the circumstance and it's neutral. Mm -hmm. So let's say doctor walks in and changes all the orders. Like before I would get frantic, I'm like, are you serious? Like, look at all the work you're causing me now. (laughs) Like, seriously, why did you do that? Right. And I get stressed about it. Sure. So then it was going like looking at it, going, this is neutral. He changed the orders. I just have to do them Well, the unit clerk does them. I have to implement them. No big deal. So it's just shifting the, the conversation in your brain because mm-hmm. we're so, I was so wired to look at the, and our brains are wired to look at the negative too. Mm -hmm. So we have to like redirect our brain and it but it takes time and it takes practice. And then learning that we never have to do anything. Yes, at work, there are things yes, we do. Mm -hmm. But you know, the rest of our life, like if we can also decrease a bit of the things we're doing in the rest of our life. Like we never have to say, we don't have to do anything. We have to look at though. The consequences of saying no if we do say no. And do we want that or not? So it's really starting to examine like there are places in our life that we can slow down and not do so we can start looking after ourselves. Mm-hmm. But the first, this is what I learned the first step in looking after ourselves is starting to talk better
0: to ourselves. Sure. Negative self talk is real. Yeah. Real, real, real. I love the fact, so I'm such a huge believer in having anybody that is helping you, whether that be in your business or your life or with your weight loss journey, that they have their own personal experience. I really, truly, truly believe that. I mean, when I wrote a book about mental health, I was 25 years sober. I wasn't going to say a thing because I know how long it took me to feel good about me, (laughs) again, where I could then say to somebody else, I've been where you are, I know what it feels like, and let me help you, not judge you, let me help you navigate to getting better and getting well. And it all starts inside of our mind. So I I loved when I read that, you know, you're certified in the psychology of eating because it really is, it's, you know, uh, addiction, it's it's all about what's going on in our minds right it's it's a disease so some people reach for food some people reach for drugs some people reach for alcohol and it's not until we do the work on ourselves right that we can we can look back and go oh my god <laughs> like i get it now yeah and helping others through that must be so rewarding for you so karen how how long do you think it took you to go I really now that I see, because you obviously you look fantastic. You've lost this weight. You feel good about yourself. And then we want we want to help others. How long do you feel like it, it took you to get to that space where you felt like you could you could help other nurses?
1: Um, what? Let's look. It was like I've kept my weight off for twelve years now, mm. and it was about about six years ago like that's when I left nursing was it six years ago Mm -hmm. when I really realized that this isn't where where I want to stay the rest of my life like I actually didn't feel like I was helping people anymore being Mm -hmm. in that industry like at the bariatric clinic I was just going through the motions and that's not what I wanted to do the rest of my life so that's when it was but it took me a couple years though like I did actually about three years of going through you know the clinic and then coaching programs to really understand that I can help somebody and I do have a lot to give them and show them Mm. Um, so it just took me time because I had to start thinking about myself in a different way right so I, you know, I had that imposter syndrome for a while. I really did. Yeah. <laughs> I had it for about a year. I would put myself out there, but not really. Because, yeah. oh, I, who, do I, who am I? Who am I to be teaching people, teaching these nurses and women? But then as I kept working with these women and nurses and helping them, then it's like, oh, who am I not to help somebody? Because of all I've gone through. I mean my life was it's a whole different life like I I can't believe like I was married for 22 years to somebody to a narcissist and so I I left that marriage when I started losing my weight and so that was a big thing I went through too And 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 yeah and depression and anxiety and I went from all this medication to not being on it anymore and so like my whole life was a journey to where I am now. So I'm actually so grateful that I went through all of that because I'm, I'm a person that I never could back when I I never had that self-esteem and that self-confidence and, and now I do. So that's what I want to give my, my nurses too, is you don't have to stay that busy, stressed out nurse that then eats to cope like that. That was my life you don't have to, like I ended up and I still was able to work and I still had my life, but I lived it in a whole different way. And mm-hmm. it was so much more enjoyable. And so that's where I want to work with the, my nurses is helping them to do that shift and not have, like when you talked about the alcohol, like a lot of my nurses too, and I was one of them, stop the eating from like coping by uh, eating I then turned alcohol too mm-hmm. because you policed one for the other and so I ended up I ended all that by doing more work on myself and this is a journey too like I'm still always catching myself and going oh what are you doing Karen okay all good and I just keep working on myself every day like It's all, there is no end to any of this, but it sure becomes so much easier to just roll with it.
0: Well, it's such an attractive quality to be able to say that you are still on that journey. I mean, I, to this day, I'm still on the journey. I was on the phone last night with my girlfriend, who's a lawyer, and she was talking, we're just being stressed out. Who isn't stressed out in their profession and she said, "You know, I'm 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 gonna get some Xanax." I go, "Oh, what I would do for some Xanax, you know." But you have to have other coping mechanisms, like what you were talking about, you know. And and really, all of it is—it's—it's it's like all that work we have to do inside. Because I'm sure, as much as you look beautiful and the external is so fantastic, I can almost tell just by talking to you now that, you know, it's way more what you learned about yourself and how you feel better inside than any outside could ever give you. Oh, huge. Because
1: I have lost weight in my past and gotten down, Hmm. but I felt no different inside of myself. Hmm. And so I'd gain the weight back again. And that's the difference with what I do with my clients is we shift things along the way. So by the time you get to that goal weight, like you are a whole different person inside that you don't need food anymore, to be giving you happiness and, and all of that you're feeling so happy, like a lot of people say, when I lose the weight, I'll be happy. It doesn't work that way. You have to be happy along the way, and enjoy Mm -hmm. and do all that. Because that number on the scale means nothing. Like it really is just a number. And so it's
0: really like working on that internal person that you want to be. Yeah, I love that. You know, um, being the doctor whisperer, I remember that imposter syndrome thing happening eight years ago when I started, because I'm not a doctor, but I've worked with so many and I really just wanted to help them get back to doing what they loved versus doing things that didn't feel good or feel right and helping them navigate through their business. And most of it, I would say today, is really just focusing on that, more like what is your, how are you changing your personal life? How are we working on our insides so we can be happier in business, you know? And I'm sure that you're doing a tremendous amount of great work for our our nurses out there that we need so desperately to feel good about themselves so they can offer the right care to others and, and know that they're taking care of themselves at home when they leave and, you know, giving them, listen, I mean, the food that we eat is is fueling us, right? So having sugar all day is, is certainly not the way. And you and I both know being in the healthcare industry, it doesn't always look healthy when they want to bring you donuts. Yeah all the pharmaceutical reps with their unbelievably unhealthy meals that they're offering. And today doing events with doctors and, and the healthcare profession, when they say, all right, you know, we're going to get pasta. We're going to, no, we're not going to get pasta. <laughs> we're going to get some whole wheat pasta, maybe something a little more, more healthy. So, cause you have to be what you say you are. You have to live that life in the healthcare industry and the nursing industry. Certainly uses, needs a, a, a Karen in their lives. That is for sure. Thank so you. Karen, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you on Clubhouse?
1: Okay. Well, on Clubhouse, I am under my name, Karen Schabel. And we actually are, another nurse and I are going to be starting actually, I think in this week or next week, I'm not too sure. It's a club called Your Nursing Unit, Y-O-U. NIT. So it's all about just taking care of you as a nurse. And also, pretty much anybody can join we it's not just nurses, you can be whoever like whoever you are, you can join, but it's really about the stopping the looking at your job, the outer of it and start looking at your inner and how you can how we can just better, better ourselves, like look after ourselves feel like feel good and happy. And so we're going to bring in a lot of guest speakers on different ways that nurses can can fuel themselves without needing food for for that sugar rush and that all of that like really just feeding our inner soul. that's really what it's about um, and that and then you can
0: find me on I have a website karenschabel.com as well so yeah great well we're gonna have all that information in the show notes for everybody but I highly encourage I love my nurses. You you don't you don't get paid enough <laughs> for all that you do, and not not enough people thank you. Um, really and truly, the, the greatest gift I find in the healthcare industry are our nurses. So um, thank you for helping them. It really it means a lot to me, and um and I'm looking forward to to watching you on your journey. I'm gonna see you in clubhouse. <laughs> I'm good. Thank you, Karen. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to leave a review or share it with somebody you know and care about that would benefit from listening. But more importantly, if you are thinking about advertising your business in the year 2021, sponsoring a podcast is major. 44% of people pay more attention to advertising on podcasts than any other media. And 37% agree that advertising on a podcast is actually the best way to reach them. 70% have considered a new product or service after hearing an ad on a podcast. And I'm one of those people. And this is all according to Edison Research. Don't believe me. Believe the research. So if you're interested in sponsoring, give us a shout.